Again, we've got time here on The Breakfast Show. We are about to get into our Bible study, as we always do at this time of the day. But as we always do at this time of the day, we have another question for our quiz, and we read the text messages. Your thoughts on the first half of the show. All right. Our next clue for the quiz, our next question. Hey, guys, you know, you've been, been a little bit a little bit quiet on the text line, so we're giving you an easy one now. Which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you can win yourself either Cook 30.2 or Nine Habits for Healthy Christians. If you want either of those books, give us, give us a call. Give us a text. We'd like to hear from some Western Australians this morning. Yeah. The early risers. Uh-huh. Because isn't the sun shining over there? Is it? I think it might be. Yeah. Well, if it's eight o'clock for us, then for Western Australians it'd be like yeah, yeah. But six. it's not raining, is what I'm saying. Ah, like the whole yeah, east coast right. of Australia is just raining and cold, it's engulfed and gloom. Yeah, that's right. And so nobody wants to jump on and anyway. Yeah, no, but okay. we would love to get in we contact love with Western from, Australians. Okay. Give us a call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And again, that question was for our quiz: Which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And if you're engulfed by gloom this morning, brighten your day by sending through a text message or giving us a call here on Faith FM. That's right. Uh, this one coming through here says, "All I can say about Netflix is vomit." <laughs> Thankfully, there's a vomit emoji, so I'm just saying vomit. <laughs> Thankfully, Jesus has said that he's coming back quickly, probably sooner than most uh, countries have aimed to. Probably sooner than most countries have aimed to go renewable. Mm. I certainly hope so. I certainly pray so. Mm. Uh, we've got another one here that says digital persecution, very scary technology. It's like murder from a distance, and you can't mm. do anything about it. No one can actually help you. The future today. Well, that's Revelation 13 right there. We always wondered how it could be fulfilled, and we certainly have the technology to do it these days. Uh, the Netflix monsters, as it, as it was in the days of Lot. Parents, wake up. The devil is after your children. Only you can save them. Mm. Uh, okay, then another one here says, uh, this court of the Bible study is perfectly timed for these last days. Personal suffering. Why should we be surprised? Jesus has already warned us this will happen in reference to Digital persecution. And then one on the bees, uh, the might destroying the bees, mathematical ability, another level of calling someone a bee brain. <laughs> Not an insult after all. I thought it was bird brain. Yeah, I've never called anyone a bee brain in my whole life. You can call me a bee brain. I don't want to because I like bees. Me too. That's why I said you can call me a bee brain. I don't mind. No, no, no. They're highly intelligent. No, but I like bees. Why would I insult you <laughs> if I call you, you a bee? Why would you insult bees? I'll call you a cat brain. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Well, I doesn't like that one. Just like moving on. <laughs> okay, mathematical ability, another level of calling. Oh, not, not an insult after all. It's actually a compliment. It reminds me of dolphins and their amazing brains. Makes you wonder how much intelligence God actually gave the animal kingdom. Oops, mm. dropping my phone here. Mm. Uh, that is probably why the snake is used, was used by Satan in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and was cursed for allowing Satan to use its body. Uh, creation is wonderfully made and God is amazing. Mm. Amen. Yes. I like agree. That. Same. Although the snake didn't allow Satan to use his body because Satan made himself look like a snake. Yeah, that's right. But the snake was cursed because 
it became a representation. That's um, slight nitpick. Mm. I shouldn't nitpick. Mm-hmm. I- I'm being, nah, I'll, I'm, I'll I'm do it. Petty. We want you to. I'm being petty. Uh-huh. I need to stop being petty. Uh-huh. Um, let's go to our Bible study this morning. Uh, where were we? we were in, what was it, First Peter or Second Peter? I can't remember now. We were in First Peter chapter 4. We that's were. What, we're, that's that's right. where we've been spending our time. And we were down to about verse 14. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hanging around in, in that area. Well, I think verse 13, like 12, 13. 13. Okay, let's, let's read verse 14 then. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 4 and verse 14, it says, So be happy when you get insulted for being a Christian, for then the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. This is what we covered yesterday. It is. Yeah. It is. Being happy when you are persecuted. All right, mm. let's keep reading because this doesn't stop. It continues in verse 15. It says, If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affair. Okay. So this is a di- bit of a different situation mm. uh, because the Bible says here that, you know, if you're going to suffer, then... There is honour in suffering if you are innocent. Mm. There is no honour in suffering if you are guilty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you are a murderer, if you are a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody. Well, you won't go to jail for being a busybody, I don't think, but you go to jail for those other things. Yeah. And that's right and appropriate. That's right. I think it's making the point, like, you can't claim to be a Christian and claim you're being persecuted when you're actively doing the wrong thing. Yes, that's not persecution. That's consequences. Yeah, that's right. That's There's the difference law. between the two. Yes. Yeah. Do not break the law mm-hmm. and do not suffer the consequences. Mm. Okay, verse 17. Let's continue on here. In verse 17, the Bible says, For the time has come for the jud- for, for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who never obeyed God's good news? Okay, so this is uh, an interesting verse because the Bible says the time is come that judgment must begin. Mm. And if it begins, where does judgment? Where does the Bible say that judgment begins? Well, read that. Read that first line for me in your translation. Yeah, it says, "For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household." So, where does judgment start? Within the church. Why do you think God starts the judgment there? I mean, why even have a judgment in relationship to the church? Well, because if, if, if the church is people that are committed to Jesus Christ, then they're saved. So why do they need to be judged? But are they? That's the, the question. But God knows who's saved and who's not lost. Why does he have to have a judgment? I mean, that seems to be a very pointless exercise. And if, you know, if I'm a Christian, I don't like to be judged. Why would I want to be judged? I've gave my life to Jesus. Didn't I give my life to Jesus Christ so that I could not be judged? <laughs> so you could avoid judgment yeah i don't want to be judged but that's the point Lyle. if you've given your life to jesus christ yes why are you afraid of judgment this is a very valid point mm. i like i think but why would i be judged uh-huh well because do we know that you've given your life to jesus christ do i know does no but god does, knows does, that's all that matters does producer shell the, the only thing that no, I hope, I, <laughs> none of you know because that's invisible mm. no one knows that but god and i uh-huh it's but God knows it's all that matters, isn't it? But is it? Like, I'm going to be in heaven with you. Yes. I would want to know that you'd given your life to Jesus Christ. Why is that important to you? 
Well, because He's being a busybody. The Bible says busybodies here. <laughs> you know, busybodies, busybodies are guilty. Well, because, well, this is the point. Like, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, then you'll sin. Yes. And if you sin in the new heaven and earth, then we'll just end up in this same problem that we're in right now. I don't want to be here. I don't want to go through this again. Like, I, I don't want to go through sin. Absolutely. Mm. So this is something that is absolutely critically important to the entire universe. Mm. And the thing is, let's say that I'm not there and you were expecting me to be there. And it's like, well, why is Lyle not there? Mm. Then God's going to say, well, I had a judgment and these are the reasons. Mm. And it was held in open court and here is the record. It's ultimately for transparency's sake. But it's interesting here, like the point that it makes that it starts within the church itself. It's like, of course, like it starts with like those, the the judgment is the most, I think, black and white and critical to those people who claim to be followers of God. Yes. Right? Like, you know, when we talk about the situation of like, oh, are are non-Christians saved? And, you know, the the Bible gives some evidence to show that they, they would be, but then also evidence to show that they, you know, there's reasons why they couldn't be at the same time. Like, and I'm not talking about all of them. I'm talking about, like, there's a judgment amongst those yes. who aren't followers of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. But then, you know, to see, okay, were they ignorant of Jesus Christ? Did they not have the opportunity to know about Jesus Christ? Like, all these different points. But ultimately... We sit here in a position where it's like rather well, rather than foc- I think the point that Peter's making is rather than focusing on, oh, you know, who's good and who's bad. He's like, oh, look, you are a Christian. You are claiming to follow God. You should focus. And I know I love how how it makes the point of busybodies, like why you shouldn't do that because you should be focusing on your relationship with Christ and your experience with Him because that's all that's going to matter in the judgment in your sake in your yeah. in your case. Uh huh. Like, that's the only way you're going to pass. It is have Jesus. Oh, absolutely. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So Sky says, great B story that my son also got to hear. It is truly unbelievable. This guy gets the pun of the day. Do you have, uh, Shell, do you have the, like, the the sound effect? Have you got that on there or is it there? Oh, there we go. (laughs) There you go. That was just for you, guys. That's the correct sound effect for that one right there. All right, let's get back to our Bible study. Let's see what else is uh, happening. And let's continue verse 16. Yes. So we said here, it's like, actually, verse 15, it says, If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. Okay. All right. Mm. Um, I think that's very, very valid right there. It's pretty you know? fair. If, if uh, there's no shame to be to suffer for Christ's name, and you look at the disciples, they suffered many times. Look at Paul, who's you know, uh, well, sorry, Peter, who's writing this particular passage right here, mm. and the guy ends up being crucified upside down. Mm. It's a pretty terrible way to go out. Yeah, that's right. I think I think it's an important lesson to us because, like, just because something is condemned societally, and those people are persecuted doesn't mean it's bad. 
Because often, like, I guess, yeah, mob mentality, there are a lot of things that are persecuted societally that should be, okay? Like, we talked about this morning, like, one of those things is pedophilia. Like, yes. that should yes. be persecuted societally. It should be. And just as just as much as a murderer, a steal, like, a, a thief, like, all the previous examples mm-hmm. should be, these like, crimes. They, they're crimes and they're making the point, like, these are societally shunned and those people will receive persecution for what they've done. And they should. Mm-hmm. One hundred, like one hundred percent. But just because Christianity is societally shunned, does not mean it's worth giving up. Like, does not mean that it's wrong. Yes. Uh, in fact, you're actually you're in the right. Like, and that's why you're being societally shunned. Uh, you should, you know, hold on to being a Christian and having the privilege of being called by His name, as it says in my Bible, um, in spite of that persecution, because it is so correct. It's something that, like, yeah, with any of those other things, it's like, wow, I'm going to receive consequences for being a murderer. I probably shouldn't murder anyone. But in this case, it's saying, oh, but there's an exception to that rule when society condemns something that's actually true. And that is when, if society condemns Christianity, that doesn't mean you should stop being a Christian. In in fact, you should hold fast. Like you have the privilege of being a Christian. You should hold on to that. Absolutely. Mm. Well, David says it's still dark in Western Australia, but possible rain there too. Man, it is blowing sideways outside of our... We have, we have our, sideways rain. And outside is, of our and it is dumping uh, sideways rain. It's not just like sideways misting rain. It is sideways... It's pelting. Dumping rain and it's been doing it all morning. Yeah, well... That's incredible. It is. And we're lucky we're inside here. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty warm in here. I took my jacket off when I walked in. I'm wearing a t-shirt inside. This is awesome. It's feeling like Queensland. Yeah, that's right. Except Queensland is not feeling like Queensland. Right now. <laughs> Queensland is feeling like Melbourne. Yeah, that's All right. right let's. Uh, we finished that passage there, didn't we? Let's no, go we've to, got a few more verses. Oh, more verses? Yeah. In verse 17, the Bible says, For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin in God's household. And if yeah, judgment wait, begins with us, what terrible a fate to those who have never obeyed the good news. And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what happens to the godless sinners? So, if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep doing, keep on doing what is right, and trust your lives to God who created you, for he will never fail you. Great promise to end with. Mm. Particularly an important promise for the time period in which Peter is writing because Christians are probably the most hated group on the planet at this particular period of history. Mm. The Jews are on the nose in the empire because they have been very rebellious against the empire. They have cost the empire you know, huge amounts of money. They have cost the empire huge amounts of resources uh-huh. and lives is all being, you know, so they're, they're on the nose. But then also, like, they make money for the Empire, so the Empire's like, yeah, we'll keep them around. It's it's, it's a bit of a catch-22, but rebellion is building amongst the Jews, and as a result of that, Jews are looked down upon, and then you have this group, and they are Christians, and the Empire looks them as being a different form of the Jewish religion, but a more dangerous form because this is a new religion with a new God that has never been tested, that is an unlicensed religion. You know, the list just goes on and on and on as to why this particular religion is a bad one and we shouldn't really be having anything to do with it and we should get rid of Christians whenever and wherever we can. Yeah. And so persecution is breaking out. That's right. Like, well, imagine from that perspective. So the Jews hate Christians. The Romans hate Christians. 
Everyone hates Chris. Everyone hates Christians Chins. in this environment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like, because, the, yeah, the Romans are already having trouble containing this group of Jewish people and now, like, like and controlling them. And now they are splintering off into different groups. Like, how much more are you going to then persecute all of these people, like Jews and Christians, like if they're splintering off and you're losing control of them? So 100% they're they're receiving massive persecution from all sides. Uh, But also, at the same time, the kingdom of God is expanding, and in spite of that persecution, Christianity is growing. Yes. Which is like, and and again, Peter's making this point. It's like, no, you are part part of a growing movement of people who are truly and honestly following God, and you'll be met with constant and consistent persecution from everyone around you. And in spite of that, hold fast to what is good. Absolutely. Mm. Can can, can we move on yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really like this passage. It's a really good passage. I'm so (laughs) glad you did. So glad you did. All right, let's go over to chapter 8. Oh, yeah, sweet. Sorry, chapter, chapter five. five. There's no verse eight, eight chapters in chapter five Peter. and verse eight. I thought you read the Bible, bro. It's crazy. Oh, well, I, I love the way that when I said chapter eight, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's great." I didn't <laughs> so you say caught. that. I did not you say that. Did. I picked up the page to like turn. Anyways, chapter five and verse eight, the Bible says, "Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." Okay, so the question is, how seriously do we actually take this? Um, as seriously as a roaring lion. I mean, you look at that story that we just shared on the breakfast show, well, on the on the first half of the breakfast show mm. this morning about Netflix. Yeah. How often do we flick through something on our TV and watch it even though it is questionable and we're like, yeah, you know, the devil is there, but he's he might be a lion, but he's a bit of a lame lion. It's okay, I'll watch this. Mm. Oh, so true. And then you take one step and then another step and then another step until you reach the point where it's like, you know what? You don't have a conscience anymore and you just kind of watch anything. You'll end up watching something like the really horrific <laughs> stuff that we were talking about earlier yeah. and thinking that somehow that is some kind of entertainment. Yeah, I, I like I definitely can see myself falling into that trap in regards to music. Um, you know, I, I'll be like listening to some music. And I'm like, wow, this is... And, and for myself, like from a musician's perspective, I'm like, oh, this is like really interesting, like the way that they've played the chords, the way that da-da-da-da, and I'm like appreciating the music and you go further and further down the rabbit hole. And like, I'm like looking at these different artists and I'm like, oh, wow, look at this this one artist. He used to be like a, a famous gang member and now he's like making music and, and it's like, oh, and what, what is he rap about oh killing people and selling drugs and it's like wow the musicianship of this song is really good uh but at the same time the content of this song is like horrific horrific this is like literally why would i spend any time in association to this other than from the perspective to help these people the more that i listen to this i actually enable them to make this music and and it's just like that that tension builds. It's like, man, why why have I fallen? Like, why am I so attracted to something that is so just blatantly evil and and wrong? And so there's definitely definite need there. And it's like, oh, the reason is because I'm filled with sin. Like we all That's are, right. and we, we all we have sin. It's called temptation. And then, uh, so therefore, what's the solution? Oh, do we just give up and say, well, that's that's life? No, we yeah, go, I'm just I'm just human. I can't help it. Nah, you you change you, and how do you change? You rely on God. Yes. Um, and that's the opportunity that we have. And it, again, it's like Satan's going around like a, a roaring lion, you know. So, and, and I think that it's like, again, in the context of actually 
Peter's writing this, you know, they're living under Roman rule. Yes. And what was happening to Christians at the time? What was the biggest form of persecution? Like, they're being thrown into Colosseums to be eaten by lions. Interesting point. Yeah. In, I hadn't actually thought of that before, but yes, they are actually literally from time to time being eaten by literal lions. Yeah, and it's like... And so this would be a very vivid portrayal to people during this particular era that the devil is truly going around like a roaring lion yeah. because, well, sometimes that actually happens. And actually it's in a context where, because, you know, you can kill a lion, but in the Colosseum context you are absolutely defenceless as well. He's like, the devil's roaring around like a lion. Like, if you don't have any defense, like, it's going to get you. Like, you have no hope. But with Christ, like, that's, that's all that we have. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We're talking about lions this morning. You've got a story about lions you'd like to share, then we would love to hear it, uh, particularly if there is a lesson associated with it. The Bible says that Satan goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Lawson, if you were in an area where there was lions, like roaring lions, yes, would you go there with and just wander around without any kind of protection? Uh, Listen, from a pragmatic perspective and a practical perspective no like no no. well you would travel there with a guide or with a vehicle yeah you wouldn't just wander around in the middle of the night where there's roaring lions around the place i'd I'd have a i'd you know my 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 guide it you know it would talk to me It'd, it'd make some noises like <laughs> and it was protect me. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the reasons why the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God. Mm. You know, if you're going to go and hang out with lions, you need some weapons. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about the weapons with which you can defeat lions. Mm. This lion in particular. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think that for most of us, you know, you go on a safari in Africa or wherever it might be, I don't see people getting out of the cars and walking around amongst the lions when the lions are walking around. I see people staying in the vehicles. Yeah, that's right. Because they're wild animals. They are wild animals. They are used to humans. I get that. Maybe a little bit too used to humans. Yeah. But they're wild animals still, and I don't see guards just, you know, opening up the... The, the tour bus doors, let everybody out, go wander over there. There's an outcrop of rocks with a bunch of lions sitting on top of it. Go up and say hello. No, they're not doing that. So I watched this video recently and it was about like leopards and lions and stuff. And you know when the, you know, those videos that come out of like the, the tamer, like kind of uh, conservationists who have all the lions living with them and yes. the lions like love on them and they're really nice. Oh, they, but that's, that's a very different story than but, just a wild lion that's out there. Just but even so, so. They die from time to time. So there was like this, this guy made a video and he's like, I want to show you guys something about, uh, about their, their natural instinct, their predator instinct. And what he did was, you know, he's hanging out with this, I think it was a leopard. He's hanging out with this leopard, you know. This is a tamed leopard. A tamed leopard, yeah. Talking to it, you know, spending time with it. And then he lays down. He's got this camera, like, facing towards his face. um, And he lays down with his back turned to the lion. Leopard. To the leopard, sorry. And the leopard, it gets up all of a sudden on its hind legs. And its tail, like, starts wagging and it starts... Creeping, like twitching and creeping, basically like sizing this dude up. Yeah, yeah, starts so long stalking because it's like, oh, he's laid down. Is he? Is he dead? Is he like food? Is he food? And starts slowly like creeping up, 
And then the guy gets up and turns around and the leopard walks over to them and, you know, he pats the leopard and the leopard bees all cute and they're friends again. But as soon as there's that opportunity, even for a tamed leopard to get him, like as in, yes. and, and not because the leopard hates him, but because of the predator instincts, it's like, oh, he could be dead. And if it, he's dead, then he's food. Then he's food. Those so then protein. it's like, so then it's like, okay, I start stalking. Uh-huh. And, you know, if the, the, the tamer also showed like when he was like standing up and just like with his back to the leopard walking around, like the leopard knew, okay, you know, this is my owner. He's, yep, he's alive. He's alive. He's all G. But as soon as he laid down, like the instincts kicked in. And I think for us, like, it's the same thing. It's like when we're not connected to God. Yes. We like when we're connected to God, we paint a target on our back, but we're protected. Yes. But when we're not connected to God, when we, we lay down, we still have a target. But all of a sudden, no we're susceptible. Uh-huh. Like the predator is, he's kicked in. Like that Satan, Satan no, Satan's got us. Like that, that tail will start twitching. Yeah. Oh, it was so interesting, this that video. Is fascinating. Yeah. That is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Let's get reading here. The Bible says that uh, Satan goes around like a roaring, hungry lion. Mm hmm. Uh, let's let's keep reading um, verse 9. The Bible says, Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering that you are. Okay, so the Bible says to do what? Do you lie down in the presence of the lion? No. No. You stand. You stand. Stand firm. Absolutely. Mm. So when you're in your illustration, when the uh, owner of this leopard was standing up, there was no problem. No. There was n- but when he lay down... When he relaxed, mm. when he was off his guard, mm. that tail started to twitch. Yeah. And so for us, like, I love how it says, it says, stand firm in faith. In faith. In Jesus. Mm. Because the reality is that, you know, even if you've got a, a tame leopard or a tame lion, if that, if that creature decides to go for you, you're done. <laughs> You do not have teeth and you do not have claws. Yeah, that's right. And in the jungle, it's the the rule of the tooth and the claw, and without those, you're done. Yeah, that's right. Like, the only thing that makes us, the only ability, like natural ability that we have that gives us the ability to kind of beat lions and stuff like that is that we, because we sweat, we have, like, more endurance. But even that, like, (laughs) a lion is very much going to outrun you. If you get an insight, you're done. A couple of text messages here. This one says, Only yesterday I saw a video of a tourist car in a lion reservation where this silly tourist opened the window of his car oh, and put his yikes. head and part of body his body out of the car and got mauled by the lion. Oh, oh this is so terrible. Ooh, that's, that's, that's brutal. If we don't re- Another text message, if we don't repent of our sins, not only will you miss out on going to heaven, but all your saved family and relatives and friends in the whole world We'll read and see all the sins that you have committed, and you sure are you sure you want that to happen? I surely don't. Yeah, let let Jesus clear your browser history. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Have your browser, your life browser history washed by the blood of the Lamb. That's right, because it doesn't matter how good people are at forensic work; they can find anything they want on your computer. Mm. That's easy to find. Mm. It doesn't matter how good they are. They will never find your the browser history of your life if mm-hmm. it is washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Mm. Yes. All right. Uh, where are we up to? We read uh, verse 9. Let's read verse 10. In verse 10, the Bible says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. 
So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a great promise right there. Okay, so what is the essence of this promise? Um, that is the promise that as Christians we will not suffer. Is no, that the promise? No, no. It says actually, like inherent to the promise and to receiving it, the condition is that you do. Right. The condition of receiving it is like you're going to suffer for a bit. Yes. Um, and I love how it says a little while. It's like, and it puts it like in the context of eternity, right? It's like, um, by means to share in his eternal glory. So if you suffer for a little while, okay, think about how long our life is in the context of eternity. Like it's, it's a little while. So this is, this is one of the keys to successful living these days. It's called delayed gratification. Mm. And you can tell any child that will succeed and any child that will not succeed, a child that will succeed is one that has mastered the art of delayed gratification. And it's not so much that the child masters the art, it's that the child is taught that by its parent. Mm. So if you can teach your children delayed gratification, they will succeed in life. If you can't, they won't. Mm. And this is the lesson that we have right here. It's delayed gratification. Jesus is saying you're going to suffer. Mm. But it's worth it for what you're going to receive. That's right. And so endure it for now because, as the Bible says, it's just a short while. Mm. This life is a very, very short life. Did we read verse uh, verse 11? We need to finish this passage. In verse 11, we did. All power okay, that was, that was, that was forever. Amen. 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 Mm. All right. Okay, so the, the, lesson, the real lesson here is that, okay, we might suffer, and you might think it's a long time, but the reality is, in the light of eternity, it is just a blink of an eye. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It's time to have answers for our quiz. Let's find out how well you did with the quiz this morning. Okay, so when Paul was sailing to Italy, the answer was, you know, he come and spoke to him. It was an angel of God. Uh, then next, which chapter of Revelation has the fewest verses? Chapter 15 only has eight verses. Which of the following appears first in the New Testament? It was Titus. Uh, which of Peter's relatives did Jesus heal? Jesus healed his mother-in-law. And finally... Oh, did we? I think we missed the last question. Did we miss the last question? Did we skip it? Because well, I let's do it now, and then I, we can. I don't remember. Can to- do the I answer. don't remember. Let's I don't- do it now. Just do it now. Okay. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath blank in his death. Did we do that? We didn't do that. We just did it now. I know. If you know the answer. Man, we were too engrossed in the Bible study. We were. 0491064669. That's what happens when you talk about lines in the Bible study. That's right. Again, that question was, fill in the blank. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath blank in his death. 0491064669. Get the right answer in you. We'll go into the draw to win Cook 30.2 and nine healthy habits for a Christian. But right now it is time for... Question of the day. All right, Lyle, we've got a question here that's kind of a response to questions that we've been doing, or the question from yesterday. This comes from Roy, and Roy asks, you guys seem to talk about how important it is to keep the Sabbath. What about all the other commandments? Okay, so this is my response to that. I believe in all ten. Powerful. Do you? Mm. That's, that's my question. That's an honest question right there to every single one of our listeners because it would be highly inconsistent to believe in nine and not ten. Yep. So let's think about the commandments for a moment. The entire world believes in the last six. 
And people of faith believe in the first three. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person of faith who believes in a higher being, so let's make it as broad as a higher being. The first one says you will not have any other gods before me. If there's a higher being, that makes sense. Of course you believe in that. Mm. Uh, you should not make any carved image. Well, you know, there are going to be people that are going to vary on that one. Uh, the, the, the third one is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. If you believe in a higher being, that is obvious. You do not insult a higher being because it's a higher being. That's not a good idea. Mm. Then you've got the last uh, the last six of them here. Honour your father and mother. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't covet. Mm. Everybody knows that these are common sense commandments that would make the world a better place and that everybody should keep and is generally reflected in the legislation that we see mm. in nearly every country on the planet. Mm. And so this is my thing. Everybody, you know, for a Christian... In particular, let's think about Christians in particular. Everybody believes, every Christian believes the first three. No one, there's no Christian out there that is ever going to debate the first three with me. Yeah. There is no Christian out there that is ever going to debate the last six. Mm -hmm. So then why debate the fourth one? Mm. I believe in all ten. That's the point. Mm -hmm. All ten of of them are important. Why do I highlight the fourth one? Because everybody believes in all the others already. Mm. This is the one that everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I believe in this one and then this one and then this one. Skip, and then I believe in this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Where's the consistency in that? And even when people see the inconsistently, they say, say, oh, I believe in that one, but, like, the definition's being changed. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, did we stop? Did we change the definition of not murdering people? Like when we when we said to not murder people, like did uh-huh. we did we change the definition of not having false gods? Like when it was said to not have false gods. In fact, like that commandment, the second commandment, like make like creating graven images and idols, is like incredibly detailed. And I couldn't say that any of those though that information is changed today. It's like oh yeah, don't worship images. But then finally, it's like oh no, but the Sabbath one that's. That's the one that got changed. It's like, by who and slash where, when? Because I don't see it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, uh, the, the the point right here. And some people are like, oh, you talk too much about the fourth commandment. Well, you know, there's not a whole lot of point in talking about the ones that everybody already agrees in. Mm. If you're going to talk about the commandments, talk about the ones where there is some uh, level of confusion or a level of disagreement. Mm. And so... Yeah, sometimes we probably seem to focus on that one more than the others, but I don't know that we do. We talk mm. a lot about these other commandments, particularly, you know, we've been focusing on Thou Shalt Not Kill in the news section lately a lot. Mm. Don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.